0: Welcome to the Relationship Recovery Podcast, hosted by Jessica Knight, a certified life coach who specializes in narcissistic and emotional abuse. This podcast is intended to help you identify manipulative and abusive behavior, set boundaries with yourself and others, and heal the relationship with yourself so you can learn to love in a healthy way. Hello, and finally, welcome back. I have been missing the space and missing the podcast, and I'm happy to be here and to be showing up in this way every week. Over the break, I had some time with my daughter. I had some time with my partner, and I've really been thinking about this podcast and episodes and what is helpful. And while there has to be some more educational episodes so that way we can put some of these things into context. I also am very committed to bringing more in the moment episodes, like things that I find or reflecting back on my time within the relationship, what to do about no contact, how to handle family events, things like that, like things that you're dealing with. So it is helpful if you send me questions, if you send me messages of things that you would like to hear, because I really do take it into account. And so you can reach out to me on Instagram at Emotional Abuse Coach. I do read my DMs. So if you DM me there, please feel free. And so I have two updates before getting into the podcast for today. The first one is, is that I launched something called a validation call on my website. I got this idea from another coach who is offering these one off sessions for people that were feeling really stuck and just needing some help but weren't ready to commit to a full package? So, since October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I will be offering them for the month of October for a reduced rate of $75 a session. And if you've worked with me before, you know that I absolutely do provide help outside the call. So, if you talk to me, on that call. And then there is like some follow-up or if you try and set a boundary or, you know, if I give you a tool to work with, you can always feel free to email me and stay in contact with me. And if you ever want to become a client, you absolutely can. The second thing, and I will do a longer podcast on this, but I'm going to be releasing a program to help you identify emotional abuse, understand why you are there and then how to begin setting some boundaries. I'm really excited about this. I've been working on it since February. It has gone through a bunch of versions, but where I finally landed, I do feel pretty proud of. And it's going to be something that's constantly evolving. So as I continue to learn in these spaces, as I find resources, including YouTube videos and podcasts and other people's podcasts, I will add things into that program. That will also be a reduced rate for the month of October. At $59. And that is highly reduced from where it will be. The purpose of that is to really lean into Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So I will probably do a second podcast on that program before the end of the week, but I wanted to share it now. It is available on my website, jessicanightcoaching.com and emotionalabusecoach.com. So leaning into today's topic and i wanted there's a million other things i wanted to do for this first one back for season 2 but i decided to talk about types of abuse and the perp- the reason for that is that so today is october 1st that's when i am recording this and i went on i don't know a whole bunch of people's instagrams and i've seen so many people post about domestic abuse as in physical abuse i haven't seen Sexual, I've barely seen emotional, didn't really see post-separation abuse, and there's a lot of different versions of abuse. But when we focus only on the physical, then we take away from these other psychological and mental forms of abuse that can really rip us apart. And I always said this when I was a kid, but when I was a kid, I always felt like the words hurt more. Like, I I always felt like the words hurt more. That's actually what I remember now. Like, I don't remember the pain of being hit. I remember what was said to me. And like, that's what's followed me in my relationships, in myself. You know, an example I typically give is, you know, when you're taught to invalidate your emotions, like when somebody is actively telling you that you suck, when you are starting to believe in yourself, then you're going to think about that more. And it really leaves a mark which is not to say that physical abuse isn't important. It absolutely, absolutely is. I think that there's a lot more emotional and mental abuse and verbal abuse that happens that is becoming normalized in our society. And so I wanted to talk through some various types of abuse so that way you can, if you are experiencing any of this, you can validate yourself. I might say something about narcissism as I go through this. I just want to be very clear. Narcissists are abusive. However, if you are an abusive person, it does not mean you are a narcissist. And so if that is confusing to you, go back midway through my last episodes. There is one about explaining narcissism and abuse and the difference. But just in case I touch on narcissism today, just to be clear, if you are in a relationship with a narcissist, you are most likely being abused in some way. So in thinking about this episode, I looked up the actual definition of domestic violence. Domestic violence is defined as violent or aggressive behavior within the home, typically involving the violent abuse of a spouse or a partner. Okay, so abuse with with your in your partnership. Abuse is defined by to use something to bad effect or for bad purpose. So what I hear in that is that the the intention is bad, What's what's underneath that. Another one was to treat a person or an animal with cruelty or violence, especially regularly or repeatedly, which happens in all of these abuses. So domestic violence is abuse. Abuse is domestic violence. And we are going to go through a few various forms. We are often taught that we are not abused unless it's physical. People often, people meaning other people in our life, even ourselves, downplay abuse if there are no bruises. But it's important to know and to really allow to sleep into like your inner being that abuse is always psychological the mental and the verbal abuse always precedes the physical. And there are many types of abuse, which can be a difficult mindset to accept because we don't wanna look at all these areas and see abuse in our life. But you need to begin to understand what's happening to you and become right with your own personal reality. Emotional, which is sometimes called psychological abuse, is the consistent and deliberate use of words and non-physical actions with the purpose to manipulate, to gaslight, to hurt, to weaken, and to scare a person, mentally and emotionally. These people distort and confuse a person's thoughts and actions within their everyday lives. And the overuse of this and the continued use of this does change the way that one, somebody may see themselves. When I was in my emotionally abusive relationship, I would say how I feel and the other person would tell me that's not how I feel. Literally, I feel like that, no, that's not. If you just know it's not over and over again. And it, it did make me crazy because I didn't, I was no longer trusting what I even thought. Like, I would think, am I just saying this to stop something, to be something? Like, it was causing me to be somebody that I'm not at times. Sometimes social isolation can be in this category as well as stalking. And it's important to remember that social isolation can be with family, can be with friends. It can, you know, it could be both. So sometimes it's like, Your family, your family, you know, has a bad view of me. Your friends have a bad view of me. I don't like your friends because of blank. I think you should spend more time with me than them or just making it so uncomfortable when you're out that you choose not to go anymore because it's lost all its joy. I've done another episode on what is emotional abuse, so please feel free to go and check that one out. It's one of the first episodes, and I believe in that when I talk about covert signs of emotional abuse. So definitely read that, you know, or listen to that, sorry, if that's, if you're wondering, all right, like this is a loaded one, but let me see, you know, what's in there. Verbal abuse is part of emotional abuse and that's the devaluing, the name calling, the yelling. Personal attacks. They might humiliate you or insult you in front of people or just uh, in private. And they may accuse you of things or make threats like if you don't do this then I will blank. Hanging, you know, the end of the relationship over your head that can that falls into both verbal and psychological because they're threatening you and then they're going you know and you're you're constantly scared you're constantly on edge verbal abuse is very you know it's you can see this in a lot of different ways like this is actually you know one part of abuse that i think is well shown in movies when it's there but it is verbal abuse if somebody's consistently yelling at you without trying to talk to you <laughs> like It was very hard for me to understand that when somebody continuously yells at you, they are verbally abusing you. It's just not them getting angry. Financial abuse is designed to make you dependent on the abuser in effort to make it difficult or impossible to leave. Sometimes they suggest that you shouldn't work or they can take full control over the finances. They can only give you some amount of money. They can shame you for shaming for spending money, but then they spend money in a different way. They may hide money. They may create debts in your name. They might threaten to leave you with nothing. This happens a lot in marriages where someone will say like, you know, if I I'm like I'm going to leave you and then you'll have nothing. Because, you know, there there could be the, you know, the other partner could just not be working, which would probably would have happened through an agreement between the parties. But that's absolutely financial abuse. If you don't feel that you have a say in your finances. And I like – there are situations where people like have lost trust. You know, I work with clients like this. I've been in situations like this where the other person is not trustworthy based on a history of things that have happened. And so there needs to be agreements around money. That doesn't mean the person likes it. Like when I was in the place, I didn't like it. It didn't feel good. But when, um, somebody, has control over the money and you don't know how much money you have and they have to okay your spending and you can't get what you want because everything's under a microscope is financial abuse. It's also, financial abuse, if they are court-ordered to pay something and they don't, you know, we see this a lot with child support. If somebody is refusing to pay child support and then you need to go to court to get them to pay child support and therefore pay a lawyer to represent you, It's financial abuse. It's abuse if they know what they're doing is causing more of a problem and is causing you to spend more money. That is absolutely financial abuse. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we get to post-separation abuse. Sexual abuse. Lundy Bancroft's book, Why Does He Do That?, has a very good section on sexual abuse. Because, I mean, we, we... we all know, right, like what se- like overt sexual abuse looks like, assault, rape, right? We-, we know what it looks like, but there's a lot of forms of covert sexual abuse that's not talked about. And so this can come up if you're not in the mood or they make you feel guilty for withholding sex and they persist and persist and persist until you give in. They can encourage or demand sexual acts that you're not entirely comfortable with. But you agree to keep the peace or in some cases to get them to like you, right? Or to like, you're hoping they're gonna feel something different for you, right? They maybe they're being mean and you're like, all right, well, if he gets this, he'll be nice. Like that's all sexual abuse. It also can be forcing one way of sex, like not caring about what you want. When Lundy Bancroft talks about it, it's like, For an abuser, sex is for them. It's not for you. So if the way that you have sex is for their pleasure, the way that they pleasure you is for their pleasure. So chances are they're pleasuring you the way that they want to pleasure you, not the way that you would want. And so it's like, if it's all, like, if it all revolves around what they want, it's abuse. If you feel pressured or, you know, if you're getting your ass slapped and you don't want to. I hear this with people that are divorced. It's like he walked out and he slapped my ass. It's like, well, that's abuse. You didn't consent. You didn't say yes. You don't want it. You know, there's other stuff too with partners demanding that you stop taking birth control or that you engage in like risky sexual activity. Again, stuff you don't want. But if it's not a full on yes from you, then it's a no. I want to touch on physical abuse. Physical abuse is when you are being physically harmed by someone choked, pushed, shoved, hit, spat on, or using their body to intimidate you, even if they don't actually touch you. So when somebody's standing in the doorway and not letting you out, that's physical abuse. If you can't leave the room, it's physical abuse. If your partner pulls your hair, it's physical abuse. Same thing with grabbing or shoving. And Physical abuse is not always when things hurt you, but I would say that it's physically abusive if somebody's throwing things near you, next to you, and they're doing it to intimidate you. They're doing it to scare you. But there's a really good line in the show Made when they say, forget who says, oh, somebody in the domestic violence shelter says, first they throw things next to you and then they throw things at you. And that is absolutely true. And so- If you are in a situation where you feel threatened, it is so important that you seek help. If you email me, I will send you a list of resources for domestic violence hotlines that you can go to. And if you can't use my resources, um, I mean, or if I can't email you, like tell me, like reach out to me and tell me how I can get them to you. But you can go to shelters for this and you can seek help for this and you can seek help for all of these things. But I know for sure I've worked with people that are scared of what could happen. And there's ways to support you if you're in that place. Okay. And so post-separation abuse is the last one that I'm going to cover. And that one is for people that shared children and are now separated. This Totally still happens in divorced couples that are separated, but post-separation abuse primarily we hear about when there's, you know, when people have to share a child. And there's a lot of ways that this comes up. There can be financial abuse where they block access to bank accounts and other resources. Maybe they, like, they don't adhere to the parenting plan, and so it interferes with your ability to work or how you can advance in your career, they may continuously bring you to court. So it depletes your financial reserves. I know in my case, like I no longer am in a position to buy a house because I had to go fight for stuff that didn't need to be in court, could have been solved in other mediums withhold or mismanages or delays support payments. And so if you're in a situation where your ex is supposed to pay certain things and then they don't, it's financial abuse. There's also counter parenting where they undermine your ability to make decisions. And when I say your, I'm really talking to the primary parent, you know, in a lot of these situations, there's a primary parent. And so the hard part is, is that in a boot a abusive person can hear this and they'll be like, Oh, that's mine. I get totally undermined. It's like, okay, well for like, you know, the every other weekend you have, you're not getting undermined. Like the other, the other person is with the kid all the time. But this also comes up with like denying or withholding consent, you know, um, seeking to impose values on the children, despite what, you know, the, other. like, I mean, they're not coming to agreement with the other parent. This also comes up in, like neglectful or abusive parenting. And so abuse can show up in all the ways that we just talked about. But one of the ways that neglect can be coming up is like, they just let the kid pretty much just watch TV the whole time there. That would be neglectful behavior. Obviously, you know, it gets much bigger. There's also like control. There's a way to call it chorus of control. And that's when you're constantly belittled, undermined, or shamed, and criticized, or even just abuse the safe parent emotionally. They might manipulate family or friends to think that you're the problem, and therefore others that were in your support community may treat you differently. They create flying monkeys, which is when they create or impose a false narrative on others that would also be in the support network. They also gaslight. You know, they rewrite history um, so that you're, you start to see things differently. There's also obviously stalking, harassment, you know, so all of the other pieces that we talked about today can absolutely happen in post-separation abuse. There's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say a lot of, there are a few, a few resources online on this. One is One Mom's Battle. And she, Tina, um, Tina Swithin is the creator and she'll be on the podcast in a few weeks, but she talks a lot about this and her work is actually primarily in this, She's a very informative website. I highly recommend you check it out and I will absolutely put the link in the show notes. Okay. I know that was a lot. I hope that for those that are wondering if they're in an abusive relationship, it helps. If you have any questions and if you need resources on domestic violence, shelters, or hotlines, please reach out to me, jessica at jessicanightcoaching.com. And I hope that this validates your experience. But if you have a specific question, please reach out to me because I'd be happy to help. You can find me on emotionalabusecoach.com and on Instagram at emotionalabusecoach. Thank you.